Hi there, and welcome to another episode of Sound Stories, an inspirational podcast for creative professionals and storytellers who want to improve their lives at home and at work. I'm Stephanie Cicerelli, your host and co-founder of Voices.com. Storytelling is more than a creative pursuit. When it's mixed with business, a good story is expected to deliver tangible results. However, creating a compelling piece of content that connects with your audience, delivers a brand message or a product offering, and demonstrates tangible ROI is easier said than done. Jordan Scott Price, co-founder and creative director of Flying Canvas Productions, helps businesses navigate all of the above with a process that matches a method to the madness. So welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so glad that you're here. So first off, now on your website, it says that you're an artisan video marketing studio. Can you tell us more about what artisan means to you and also how it is, in fact, that you are living out the artisan way? Sure. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of a common word in marketing for a lot of brands nowadays. You see artisan sort of everywhere. And, and we've sort of co-opted it for our, our own purposes uh, and, and artisan in a nutshell is it, it's handmade you know it, it's something that's it's handcrafted it's unique uh it's probably one of a kind and that's how we approach video marketing so for our clients we we really don't like to to do some sort of package of okay standard to this plus stock that with a template you know one two three abc uh for the simple reason that everyone kind of subconsciously as a viewer picks up on Oh, I've seen this before. And part of our brand promise is setting our clients' brands apart from everyone else. And and we really can't follow some sort of template or, you know, a cookie cutter to to get them there. We we approach things through discovery, then creating a sort of theme that that grounds everything. Uh again, before we're even talking about what the videos are going to look like or or what we're going to shoot we we ground everything in, in a theme, which is just a, a word or a short phrase that is kind of like the slogan for the whole video project. And then we work out the concepts from there. And, and it's a whole lot more um, sort of genuine and, and uh, let's say, sort of um, favorable to the to the brand at large that we're that we're not just trying to shoehorn the brand into a particular style or type of video, but instead thinking about the audience, what the brand is and what it needs to achieve, and then working from there into what is the right way to to basically fashion that into a story that we can then tell a particular way. I love that. So along those same lines, Jordan, just understanding your audience, as we know, is a huge theme among storytellers. And we all want to create something that's going to resonate with our readers, listeners, or viewers. But that, as we know, too, can be challenging. So how do you help your clients achieve this? Well, first off, I have to say that I don't think anyone has the magic bullet yet to understanding an audience perfectly. You know, when we say things like, well, you need to understand your audience. Of, of course, we are grossly oversimplifying something that is, you know, the, the general pursuit of pretty much everyone in, in marketing or advertising. Um, so I wouldn't say that, you know, we, we have like some, uh, you know, simple, easy solution. Here's a three-step process to perfectly understanding the audience at large, but uh, it is critical. It it really is, um, I would say for almost anyone, even if you're not in marketing, if you're just creating something that will be seen, you know, there there's no gallery that doesn't have doors. 
Yeah, I mean, you you put art out there. I'm going to use the word art here for a second, which you know I, I know causes some people to shudder. But um, there's no art that's put out in, the, in you know in the public without expecting it to be seen. And you're always thinking in mind with how is this going to be perceived? And because of that, just logically, you're thinking who will be the ones perceiving it. What we kind of notice with a, especially a lot of new clients we work with, some of them come into the room with the a sort of a video centric approach or the idea centric, you know, uh, approach of, hey, here's what we think we want to do. Can you do it? And my answer is always yes and no. Yes, we can do it. No, we really shouldn't, though, <laughs> because first we really need to understand who we're talking to. There's a, there's a couple of things that, that we say right off the bat with every client before we sit down and do anything. Two, two critical things, I would say. The first one is you are not your audience. And if you don't understand that, it's just it's kind of I don't think we're going to be a good fit working together because you have to understand we aren't your audience and you are not your audience. Your audience is your audience. We have to understand that we're not the ones who are going to determine if a video project is successful, it's the audience. Do they watch it? Do they like it? Do they share it? Do they uh, follow through with the call to action, whether explicit or implicit, um, and do the thing that will then say, hey, yeah, you know, that video was successful. You must understand your audience. If it's your customer, you got to understand your customer, but it isn't always your customer. Let's say, you know, if you're a services business, the C-suite person who signs on the dotted line at the end of the day and may even be like the main person you're working with, uh, you know, once you make a sale, they may not be the right audience for a video because they may not really be swayed by video as much as they will be swayed by, you know, a, a personal conversation. But maybe they're subordinate who you know, let's say a mid-level person who needs to look good, they may be swayed by your video. And then they can use that video to then go to that C-suite person they work for and present that and say, hey, what do you think about this vendor? Well, if you can create a good video that makes that mid-level person look good and helps you make the sale, but you're really killing two birds with one stone. So the second thing I would say then is you got to throw assumptions out the window. The first one is you are not your audience. And the second one is throw the assumptions out the window about who your audience is and kind of approach it from a, a unbiased and objective uh, point of view as you can as you can sort of muster. Um, don't don't make the assumptions uh, of just being in your business thinking you know who your audience is automatically. Now, I will say with all of that, that can sound a little, uh, you know, foreboding for someone who, who doesn't, you know, maybe is interested in in doing this for their own brand, their own business and just doesn't know where to start. The first thing I would say is this, um, at the end of the day, the things that make, let's call a good story, the things that make a good story enjoyable are practically universal. Um, so it's not like you need to, you need to make something so specific for such a specific audience all the time that if you don't nail it, you miss them completely and you waste videos. So very long winded answer to your question, um, because it is most certainly not a, a, um, you know, a simple topic, but it is so critical to understand your audience right from the outset before you do a single thing, before you spend a dime. And I, I'll tell clients this all the time. Don't waste a dime on us unless you understand that we're going to have to we're going to have to really invest the time to understand that audience before we know what we're making for them. The very first thing we do is is a pretty lengthy discovery session. Uh, it, it's not for the faint of heart. Usually they run about four hours or so. Uh, but that's really where we sit down and figure out, okay, 
let's talk about this audience. Tell me, tell me who we're talking to, lay it straight. You know, what's your sales process? What's the sales funnel look like? Give me kind of, you know, a day in the life with one of your sales members or what's your customer's journey like? Let's, let's try and understand them. And usually just asking those questions, the client will, will say things that, uh, you know, they may be thinking them, but once they say them out loud, they realize, Oh, hey, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever quite articulated it. it. It does seem like a lot of our customers are, you know, have this particular stigma or misperception. Or a lot of them are sort of making this mistake whenever they come talk to us. Or we are wasting a lot of our time turning away people who were never viable prospects. And all those things sort of kind of float to the surface. And then it's pretty clear where video makes sense by the end of the day, just because the audience has a particular need or particular pain point, or there's a particular inefficiency in the sales funnel. And all those things are are great little problems that a video can address. And then you get really specific with it. That was amazing. (laughs) Jordan, you've just given us so much to think about. I'm going to dissect it now, if you don't mind. So, um, uh, yeah, yeah. So some of the points that really uh, I relate to is the whole understanding your customer and how crucial that is. So for us, that's kind of like, well, what does the customer journey look like? I'm sure that's what you are mapping out to in in the discovery session. But something else that you said, you know, aside from all these wonderful tips about what to do, what not to do in the process of, of understanding your customer and getting to the heart of their story is really to know, and this was probably more helpful even before you've landed the contract, but they're coming to you to fix a problem. I think that's where I'm going. It's kind of like, you know that the problem is we need this campaign made or this video, but you know, what's underneath that? Like there, there's a whole other layer of psychology probably going on there, but but just curious to know um, how it is that, that you can tell that, as you mentioned before, that maybe that, that younger producer really needs to look good. So I'm going to help them do that. And by, by creating this, then their boss is going to think uh, more highly of them and possibly, you know, give them more responsibility or a promotion. I think I have two answers to your question. Uh, the the first thing is whenever we're sitting down uh, with a client in discovery, which, like I said, not for the faint of heart, uh, it, it's definitely something that, um, you know, is fairly intensive because we dive into understanding the audience, like we just talked about, uh, the brand of the company we're working with, their company, um, and then their goals. Uh, what do they want to achieve uh, with video, you know, what's the purpose? Why do this? How do you know when it's succeeded? What we distill all of that into is one discovery report. Again, we're not reinventing the wheel here. This has been done many, many times, but uh, why it's sort of specific for us is that usually you don't see this done with video. Usually with video, it, it's like we talked about before you come in the room, a uh, client says we want X video made, we say it costs Y dollars, and then we just go do it. Um, And and we don't feel like that's really treating the client properly nine times out of 10, because usually there are underlying issues. There are other things that are not being stated because there isn't just the sort of venue to get everything out in the open, to air all the dirty laundry. It gives them that space to basically throw everything at the wall and say, well, this is actually what's going on. And, and, And to be truthful, part of the reason why this process takes, you know, the discovery takes so long is is it is sort of wearing down all those layers of you know trying to make the maybe the let's say you have someone in there who is strictly sales and then you have you know uh, CMO and his or her direct reports and and with bigger companies there can be sort of a a great divide between sales and marketing 
uh, you know, over the years, sales and marketing have really started to become one thing. Um, but there, there can be sort of this unspoken, like disagreement or division because sales is seeing one thing and marketing is seeing another, or you could also have, uh, you know, other departments in there, um, especially if you have a very technical, um, you know, kind of product or service that they're selling. You can have someone in there who's more technical. And so everyone's sort of weighing in and throwing things at the wall. And then you start to see immediately, everyone starts to see, okay, there's, there's problems, there's disagreements, there's divisions, there's even, you know, misperceptions from the customer and just stigmas to address. And then it becomes pretty clear what the actual problems are that video then makes the most sense to address. It's usually fairly in line with what they already thought, but now it's really clear what the issues are. So then what we do is from that, we've created discovery report. And basically that's our foundation for the video project going forward. Who, who's the audience we're looking at? What are these viewers? What's the brand? Do we all understand it? Make sure that we're understanding, you know, what your company is and is not and how it is perceived and how you want it to be perceived. And then what are your goals? What do you want to achieve with video? And then from there, we figure out what the videos will be. Now, to kind of answer your, your question all at once, um, when in order for us to sort of get the buy-in of the client, because that discovery can be fairly undressing. It can be fairly, um, you know, uh, not personal, but um, it exposes a lot about a company. And a company you know, that's been around one year or 40, uh, that discovery can, can really reveal a lot. Um, and that's the point. It is called discovery, after all. And and in that sort of revealing, uh, you know, we then come back with uh, probably what is my favorite part of the whole process, which is what we call theme and concept. And again, theme kind of not something you're going to see with a lot of production companies, uh, but we create a theme that is like a, a phrase or or just one or two words that distills the audience and their needs, the goal and the sort of message of, of what we're communicating and the brand and its values all into one single like rock bed phrase or word that we're going to use to drive the project going forward. And that's how we sort of get the whole group's buy-in into, okay, this is what this project is about. It's almost like the slogan for the videos basically, because the danger with video is nowadays it's, it's heavily democratized. Lots of people can do it. Um, and lots of people can make it look really pretty too. The danger with video then is that you just do it because you think you need to do it and you check the box. Okay. Now I got video, you know, it's, it's a cool little video and then it does nothing. You know, you, you put it out there and no good comes from it. There's no measurable return and you just sort of wasted your money on something that's kind of just eye candy at best. And that's really it. And so the, the, what this does is the discovery report is basically our foundation. And then the theme is that sort of bedrock. This is the, this is the driving slogan going forward. Everything, the concepts are derived from the theme. Any decisions we make, if there's like an, you know, do we do this or do we do that? Well, what does the theme say? Okay, this one, this option fits better. Every little minute creative decision to the bigger production decisions all sort of bring back to that theme so that even if the client has a change of heart or if there's, you know, we got to make a pivot in the middle of the project, we come back to the theme. We don't just scrap the concept and go, I don't know. We have no idea what we're doing. We just go back to the theme. So uh, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but to basically get 
the the buy-in of the client after a very thorough discovery process that can be pretty exhausting, it, we come up with that theme and then move on from there. And that's not something you find with a lot of production companies, but it's something that we found is very important with a project that, um, you know, we, we don't do video the, the standard way because you really can't nowadays. Everyone can do video. So what sets your brand apart is not going to be, did you do video? That might have mattered 10 years ago, but now it's, can do you have a good story to tell and can you tell it well? And that's really what it comes down to. Well, absolutely. I mean, there's so many little gems in there, Jordan, and I'm going to um, just share some that, that kind of stuck out to me. And when you're talking about the discovery process and how you might have any number of different people in the room from different departments, maybe somebody who has the overall say, and then others who are really the creators and, and they're like, well, I, I, you know, these are my concerns and someone's got this concern. And, and of course, as you said, knowing the sales funnel and, and, you know, what are the goals and expectations for this story? Like, do we even know what matters to them? Is it new user signups? Is it um, some kind of, a, you know, another product being sold and they want to see more of something happening or, or getting people to come out to an event? Like you really have to know why, why you're creating this video or, or whatever it might be, but to, to know what it is that they expect to see in terms of um, those practical, tangible outcomes. Like, you know, is it a dollar figure they're, they're looking for a return on that? Is it a number of impressions or views? Uh, maybe it's more of a vanity thing, like so many comments, so many shares. Uh, but we really do need to understand also, as uh, you've pointed out, and I invite you to share even more on this, but, but to know and to understand what the appropriate medium is for that message. And, and as you said, sometimes video isn't always the right vehicle, but, you know, in the instances that it is, then then you have to have something that sets it apart, not just that you have a video. It just, it feels to me like this discovery process, as painful and enlightening as it is, um, is really critical to someone having a successful campaign or at least feeling as though the work that they have done with your firm or someone else's was worth their time and it helped them to have a voice and to achieve their goals. Yeah, you're you're dead on. And, and I may be a terrible businessman for saying this, but I've told clients in the past, uh, video may not be right for you right now. So there there's a lot of issues that video simply cannot fix. Uh, and discovery sometimes reveals that, and it, and it may just be that uh, you know your your brand is uh, is not right, or it's not uh, you don't have your messaging figured out, uh, or your product is not very competitive in your market. I mean, just just general business stuff, and and video can help, but it cannot replace things like a you know like a, like just someone talking to a customer. Video can't replace that. Um, and so there are times where it's like, Hey, um, you know, we'd be happy to take your money, but at the end of the day, uh, you're going to be disappointed because we can make the greatest video known to man. And if it's not right for the audience and what you want to achieve, it just doesn't matter. Uh, and everyone's going to walk away unhappy. And so I'd rather, you know, basically press pause or, or walk away uh, before I, you know, take a client down that fairly lengthy process only for everyone to, to realize, you know, this was a mistake. So, uh, that's just sort of our lessons learned of, of, of not, um, you know, not endangering a client, uh, because kind of getting back to what you were saying just a minute ago, a lot of our clients, especially new ones do come to us and just say, Hey, we know we need to do video, but we don't know what to do. And that's where it starts. 
it, it, some of them are, you know, are fairly well versed and know what they need and know their audience. And so this is just par for the course for them. It's like, Hey, here's the goal. Here's the message. Here's the audience. Here's the problem. Here's their pain points. And we fly right through that discovery. We get right into the project and we're off. Uh, so every client's a little different. Um, but it, it is, it is, so critical. I mean, we just can't throw away that that discovery process because it really is where we're all sort of coming together to understand what it is we're doing. And that really is for the client's sake. We don't do that just to waste time uh, or, or, you know, just to charge more. We, we do that because it is so critical nowadays that if you're going to do video, you've got to do it right. And you have to do it in a way that isn't just checking a box because we no one has an attention span anymore and so if you're if you're going to ask someone to sit down and watch a video even if it's 15 seconds well where's your call to action typically if it's a standard let's say standard internet video where's your call to action probably in the last 3 seconds so you got to get them there which means you need to hook them and then you need to hold them you got to hook their interest in about 3 seconds and then you got to hold it for the duration of the video that's a tall order nowadays. And so if you don't understand that audience and when they want video, how they want it, where they want it, and you don't know really what your goals are, I mean, you are doomed to fail from the beginning. And that's really what part of what the discovery process is, is there to prevent is sort of making the same old mistakes every, every company usually makes with video um, from the outset. Oh, wow. So um, that's awesome. I'm just thinking back and I hope that everyone's got their pens and pencils ready because I just want to recap this a little bit. <laughs> There's just been so many good things. So on our don'ts list, because you don't want to do certain things, as we've just discussed, I'll just sum up here to don't make assumptions about your audience. So we all know that like it, no one likes having assumptions made about themselves, let alone, you know, a whole group of people. So um, the tip there is, is to be thinking about the audience, uh, you know, think about who's going to see it and how you want them to perceive you all of these wonderful little goodies. So know who your audience is and don't make assumptions of them. You got to kind of understand them and create the content around that understanding. Uh, the other don't was don't make a video or a storytelling product for everyone. Um, because as uh, we know, it will dilute the message. And, and as you so cogently put it, like, you know, like when you're telling a story, you need to know the audience. The audience is not a one size fits all. Um, next on the list were your dues. And I really love these. We talked a lot about this, but do understand the sales funnel. So understanding who in that company has a purchasing power and who you need to influence. Uh, the next thing would be to know what the goals and expectations are for that story. And we did go into a bit about that, about objectives and, and how to measure them. And lastly, to understand what the appropriate medium is for the message. So that that's a lot to think about, Jordan. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with us? Perhaps a quote that has inspired you? Um, sure. Yeah, I, I, I always have a hard time narrowing down if I had uh, just one quote I, I wanted to share. But but one that's kind of always been relevant for us and, and one we kind of like to share with our clients, especially after a, a fairly exhausting discovery session, uh, is uh, one from Orson Welles. The enemy of art is the absence of limitation. So again, I'm using the word art, which I know, you know, causes much panic uh, among those who do not fancy themselves to be artists or those in the corporate world who, you know, think art is, is nothing but a frivolous pursuit. 
but at the end of the day, you know, even the laptop you're probably looking at, the phone you're holding is all the result of artistic principles. So video is, is no different. Um, but really, with uh, like I said before, the danger with video is, is the sky is the limit nowadays. Um, and, and the danger with that is you, you can just go in a million different directions, uh, especially with uh, a smaller company that maybe hasn't done a lot of video. If you just sort of jump into it and go, well, let's make a video about us. Let's make a video about our history. Let's make a video about how great we are, great our product is, or something. You can easily just go down the rabbit hole into doing anything and everything and, and making a video that's just kind of, it doesn't have a purpose. It's not grounded. It it maybe has the latest cliches or trends, and then it's just forgotten. It It, it was never made for anyone. It was just made to sort of do it. And so part of the discovery and the theme and concept in our process is to impose those limitations for everyone's benefit. And no one thinks of limitations typically as a beneficial thing, but they are the guardrails. They're the rebar and the concrete. They're the thing that allow us to set our restrictions. Here's the audience. Here's what we need to achieve, the goals, the message. And all of that then starts to kind of build a structure. I mean, you can't have a painting without a canvas, you can't have a canvas without a frame, uh, else it's just paint floating in space. So it's the same thing. You need some sort of limitation to help you then scope in, focus on the issue, structure it. And then the videos honestly help to sort of write themselves at that point. So uh, again, Orson Welles ahead of his time, but uh, the enemy of art is the absence of limitation. Definitely one we, we end up living out with our, our client projects. Now, I love what you said about limitations, because honestly, um, I have a whiteboard and I'm going to put that quote on it. First of all, I want you to know that Orson Welles is going up there. Um, but, you know, like I had the option when we were redoing our office space, kind of moving a new new spot to either have whiteboard paint on my wall so I could go crazy, just right all over the place or to simply, you know, bring over my whiteboard and use that. And, um, you know, some people thought it was a bit odd, my choice, but I chose the whiteboard because I thought, you know what, create Creativity happens within boundaries. You need it. Awesome. So um, obviously we want to have people discover more about your work and what you do. So what's the best way that they can do that? Uh, I would say you can visit our website, which is just flyingcanvasproductions.com. Uh, our email and uh, phone number and everything is is on the contact page there. And you can read a little bit more about this illustrious process we've been talking about. That sounds somewhat intimidating, but I promise you it really isn't. It's actually a lot of fun. Oh, I would love that. I'm going to check it out myself. Well, thank you so much, Jordan. Wonderful to have you here on Sound Stories. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. And if you haven't already done so, I'd like to invite you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, as well as give us a rating. We love hearing from you and gathering your feedback. Once again, I'm your host, Stephanie Cicerelli, and I hope you can join us for our next Sound Stories podcast.